please. Okay, it's still recording. Okay. She's, I was like, wait a minute. The screen went dark. I was like, oh so my you goodness. guys, for a moment, we um we had a, we had a, we had a mutual kiss here. We were quiet. No. <laughs> <laughs> ¿Qué pasó, cochinos and sucias? I'm that Vato Gallo, the Sucio Supreme. You can find me at Cochino Chingon on Instagram, TikTok, sometimes Snapchat, and very rarely Twitter. Welcome to another episode of Sucias are my favorite. We are in a bar in a casino in South Lake Tahoe. Hopefully the noise isn't too distracting and you get to enjoy the whole conversation that we have today. I have a extra special guest today. She is a business owner, former figure skater, adult film actress, and currently we're talking about a former lifestyle swingers club owner. Still a lifestyle swingers club owner. Oh, still a lifestyle swingers. That's just half the... uh... Half the resume. <laughs> right? You've been hiding more of it online. It's hard to kind of find more on you. But nonetheless, I have the lovely and talented Coraline Jewel. Thank you for having me, darling. How are you? I am sleepy, sober, and hungry. We're working on the sober part right now. I am sleepy. I'm sober. I'm not hungry. No. Not hungry. Not yet. Okay. We're doing our interview, you guys, in a casino. So if it's really loud, we apologize. Sorry, not sorry. Hopefully you can't hear that as much background. And I've done this before. I had one where I was in a Mexican restaurant. So as long as it's not that loud, we're good. Oh, there you go. So first off, how did you end up in the lifestyle? Okay, so um, so a little bit about me, just so your members under your listeners understand. I'm an adult performer. Um, I was an Olympic uh, figure skater hopeful for South Africa, and an injury caused me to you know take a different direction of my life. I got a college degree in theater, married kids, and so on. Okay, um, I went on to be an adult performer, uh, motivational speaker, international best-selling author, podcaster, blogger, um, wedding planner, swinging club owner lifestyle coach. Okay. So there you go. So that's what I do. How did I get there? It all started with selling panties. Used yeah. panties? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it all started with that, which led to people asking for webcam videos, which led to people requesting custom videos, which led to somebody asking if my husband and I would have sex on camera for the client, which led to my husband saying, this is actually kind of cool having people watch us, which led to us getting online, going to swingers events, learning all about it, ultimately caused our divorce. And then people always say to me, why would you stay in the lifestyle if it caused your divorce? And that's because that was my community. And now I own a club with 18,000 members. Holy shit. That, that is, <laughs> you know, I could have gone that path or at least part of that path. I, there was um, a porn star that I hooked up with before she got into the business. And after she got out, she wanted to do cam stuff. And I was always worried about that. And this was back when you had to do everything. You had to have the website. You had to have, oh, okay. like, the, the, it wasn't Cam Soda or right. OnlyFans. You had to have the website, webmaster, the whole whole nine. Yep. And even then I was kind of worried, well, what if somebody finds this in the future? Now that I'm older, I don't care. But like I did, a, uh, my, my ex-boyfriend and I, we would webcam together. Now for me, I'm an adult, I'm, I'm an adult performer. I'm everywhere. I'm on the internet and it, I don't mind. But uh, he would do like chatterbait with me. And one time one of my fans was like, oh my God, that was the hottest video of you and your boyfriend. And I'm like, what, what, what are you hot? What, what? And he sent me the link and I looked it up and I was like, oh shit. And we were everywhere. So somebody had recorded it. Don't record, you guys. I'll find you. So, um, but yeah. So anyways, um, once I always say once you put something on the internet, it's out there. So just know that. Yeah, that, that was my concern. Because I figured, yeah, eventually, even though it says you can't download it, there's not a download option. There's going to be a, we can screen grab, record. There's oh, all kinds yeah. of ways to. Oh yeah. I caught one. I got somebody. I do private shows only right now. And I had somebody, he, he videoed it and a Skype show. And I just went crazy on him and he's still begging. He still writes me daily. Please forgive my, forgive, please give me forgiveness. Give me forgiveness. I didn't know. I didn't know. So no, you cannot, you cannot film it. So you got into lifestyle with your ex-husband. Yes. 
how did that happen from there to becoming a club owner? So, um, so we got in the lifestyle um, at that time. About I think it was, I would say about twelve years ago, there was a site called SLS, but there really wasn't much for people to educate us on. You know, the etiquette, the the do's, the don'ts, um, how to avoid because it's a slippery slope if you don't you know understand what you're doing. Um, and so that uh, led us to go to an event. And um, then we met a couple and then we became exclusive with this couple and we made a lot of mistakes, which I talk about in my book and I'm actually working on my second book right now. And then when we got divorced, um, I was, I owned a fitness company for children and it was 2008. So the housing market was crashing. And so therefore people were pulling their kids out of daycare. It's because they were losing their jobs. And so I needed to find other work. So I started modeling. And when I started modeling, I'm now divorced. Okay. So when I started modeling, um, my photographer wanted to do a photo shoot in a bar. Asked me to look online if I knew anybody. My friend from high school owned a strip club down in San Diego. Asked him if I could shoot there. He said yes. When I was there, he said to me, you should dance here. Okay, Dancing there led to somebody saying to me, you should come and dance out in Coachella. You'll make a lot of money out here. Led to the manager saying, we want to do a swingers event here. Didn't you used to dabble in the lifestyle? And we want to invest in you. And then all of a sudden... We did a party there, then we did another one, and then we rented a 10,000 square foot mansion up in uh, like Southern California and started running my swingers events, and now it's 18,000 members. And there's a lot of drama that goes along with that. That was, that was the nice version. Yeah, there is, there is a lot of drama in the lifestyle, and fortunately for me, or not maybe misfortunately, but when I got into the lifestyle, it was with a unicorn that I found online, and that was fun for me because I was a young 20-year-old 20 20 guy or 19, 20-year-old guy, and just having threesomes and foursomes left and right, orgies every weekend. We went to the lifestyle or swingers clubs. And, you know, it wasn't a big deal for me because there wasn't an emotional attachment for me. I was just like, you know, proud that, oh, yeah, I'm getting threesomes and this girl can go pick up girls all the time. And, you know, in there, we went on one night that was the FET night, you know, most, at least okay. in Houston, swingers clubs, uh, one weekend a month, or at least in Texas, one weekend a month, or sorry, one week. And one week day. out of the month. <laughs> yeah, one, one day out of the month. Sorry, okay. one day out of the month per club. You guys remember, we can't talk. We're tired, sober, and right. hungry. <laughs> yes. So one day out of the month, each club would have a uh, FET night. Okay. And basically, there was four clubs. So every weekend, you can go to a different club and go to a FET night. And we just went to the night. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah, so we went to the night that it happened to have it. And I was like, oh, shit, this is my, this is my jam. This is what I like. Okay. And so I had a mentor in the BDSM community. He taught me a lot of stuff. Of course, a lot of it's kind of hearsay, so I don't know for sure if uh, stuff that correlates that he was saying about like leather daddies back in the late sixties and seventies ends up with what we have with BDSM now, or at least a lot of the protocol. Yeah. So. I mean everything, but that, that's, but that's everything in life. Right. And so everybody's got their way of doing stuff. There's not a right or a wrong. I don't think, you know? Um, so he educated you on what he knew and what he was taught and trained in. Yeah. The only thing is that I didn't learn terms for things. So like I learned in the past year, what aftercare the term was, I've been doing it for the past 25 okay. years. I just didn't know that was what it was called. I was just like, okay, when you're done, you do this. When well, you're done, even, do that. even for me as a webcam performer. So sometimes somebody will come in and they'll say, you know, um, do you do, you know, or do you do, do, do shows that involve this? I'm sitting there Googling it, you know, um, you know, I know the basic ones, J O I or whatever, like, you know, but there's, um, there's, there's, there's a, there's a terminology for, um, making fun of people who make funny faces while they're coming. There, it's a, it's a, what is that term? Don't I make me Google it. it. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. So is it, a, is it like a Japanese thing? Yeah. For, something like that. Okay. He said to me, it was like, yeah, he wants me to make fun of him. Like he said, are you okay to do acrophipinomia? And I was like, um, hold on. I don't know. So, you know, there's teach their own with everything. Don't say you've heard it all. We've never heard it all. No, you haven't. Yeah. I know in, in 20 plus years in BDSM and kink, you know, I'm learning something new at least once a month, if not once a week, depending oh, yeah. on who I'm talking to. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
And it, it's just crazy, you know, what's out there. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to some therapists um, on my podcast and I said to them, does anybody ever walk into your office, sit down and you go, mother of God, like, I don't even know how to just, like how to help you with that, you know? And the one, most of them have given me suggest like, you know, oh yes, this happened. I have one guy, Dr. Lee Phillips. He's like, nope. I'm like, really? Nope. And I'm like, what about this? And he's like, oh yeah, no, I, I know what that is. And I'm like, no way. So. <laughs> what is Dr. Lee Phillips doing in his spare time? Dr. Lee Phillips is brilliant. This is a brilliant man. If you guys ever want to go look, just type in Dr. Lee Phillips. He's a gay man. He's married and he specializes. He's got like all these master's degrees and certifications. Um, and he specializes in couples, relationship counseling therapists, uh, kink BDSM. Um, he specializes with gay couples, uh, parents that have to, you know, try to try to, uh, deal with, you know, you know, accepting the fact that their child is different or whatever. Um, but yeah. And then he gets some interesting people sitting on his couch. <laughs> that sounds like somebody I need to have on my, my podcast. He is. Because essentially my podcast, it, the idea is, you know, healthier, stronger relationships through communication. Okay. I'm, I'm sure you're aware that whenever you meet someone new, or at least back when you were younger, if you're doing something sexual, you're like, oh yeah, don't stop or harder or faster. Right. You wouldn't have that conversation outside of sex. And it's not until you have that, that you can have a healthy relationship with your partner yeah. and healthy sex that makes you stay with them. That's exactly what, um, that's exactly what I coach my clients on and what I talk about in my motivational speaking. And what I'm studying to be, I'm getting my certification in master's sex. I'm getting a master's in sexology right now. And, um, it's all about everything in the lifestyle. If you don't tell your partner, Hey, I want to try a threesome. And then you guys try it and it's awful. Okay. Now you have to talk about it. Why was it awful? Do you want to try it again? What went wrong? Right. Or you say I'm an exhibitionist and then I, you know, I don't want to be watched. I do want to be watched. But you don't know. I always say when fantasy meets reality, it's not always what we expected. Right. Um, but if you don't communicate, if you don't communicate in the lifestyle, you're done. You're done. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you, you need to communicate in a regular, you know, vanilla relationships. That's important as well. Yes. Anything. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I realized after the fact, looking back on things that I was a sex addict, that I was Sancho for a lot of women because they didn't talk to their partners because their partners would often be like, um, or the girl would be essentially, oh, yeah, 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 I'm coming, I'm coming, don't stop. And they were faking it because they were tired of the bad sex they were having. Yep, yep. So then they come see, well, they wouldn't come see me, but they'd run into me. Okay, that's interesting. I'd be their Sancho for months, years, whatever, until the yeah. relationship's over. But yet, isn't that interesting? They would stay in these relationships. So that's the other thing. I mean, I can't tell you guys how many people I, I, I talk to who say, I wish, I should have, I should have, I shouldn't have stayed in that relationship just for the sake of the kids. Or I shouldn't have stayed in that job just because I was trying to uh, satisfy my parents and what they wanted me to do. So you have to, you have to be you and you have to be you a little bit sooner in life, not when you're 70 years old, you know, and, um, and you have to communicate and figure out what you like and don't like. And, and even then, you know, sometimes you may not like something, but just because you don't like it at first, I'm not telling you to keep trying it until you like it, but normally give something at least three tries. That's what I try to do. Yeah. So and that's exactly the same. I mean, I say to people, um, you know, what's everybody's fantasy? Every, every man's fantasy is the two girls, you know, most men, you know, oh, you see, and he says, ah, look at that. So he says no, but, um, you know, but everybody's got that fantasy. And then sometimes when it comes down to it, it doesn't go as planned. And so you have to go, okay, well, why didn't it go as planned? Did we have an emotional connection with both people? Was there, was this a taking one for the team thing? Uh, what didn't work, you know, and do we want to try it again? You know, um, my boyfriend and I, my things we do, I love to be watched. Okay. And, um, uh, my boyfriend would say to me, um, I'm single now though, but my boyfriend would say to me, um, you know, okay, let's go to like a party where nobody knows you and, uh, pick up some guys to come upstairs and just watch you, 
you know? But then the whole entire time, he's going, step back, step back. Your penis is too close. And I'm like, okay, this isn't working for me. So then I went to go get security guards. Now you have security guards saying, sir, you need to step a step back. She doesn't mind you watching, but your penis is too close. And I'm like, okay, I'm done, you know? So that's why it didn't work. So then how do you fix that? So then we had to analyze how do you fix that, you know? Um, and we one time went to full swap with a couple and she was doing it 100% just um, so that her boyfriend or her husband wouldn't cheat on her. So in other words, what she did is she screamed in the first minute, first minute, oh my God, I love you. And then we kind of stopped and we looked and we didn't say anything. And we went about our business for 45 minutes and looked over and I get, are you guys done? And he goes, never started. And I'm like, what? And he goes, we never started. And I look at her husband and I'm like, we're going to go. So communication, look at your partner and say, hey, babe, we got to go. Don't ask why there. Yeah, Just get out. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's scary for me a lot of times because, you know, when I was in the lifestyle briefly with that unicorn, you know, it was more everybody wanting her because she was a young 20-something-year-old mm-hmm. girl. Everybody wanted her. And then the, the wives as well. you didn't care, right? You yeah, said, I yeah. like I said, I didn't have the emotional connection with her. So yeah. it didn't matter who was, was railing her doing okay. anything. Because on the flip side, I was having threesomes, foursomes, and orgies every weekend. It was, and you were young too, right? I, I was young. 20, okay. 19, 18, 19, 20. Like, like, oh, that's yeah, that, that teenagers. So like, it, it didn't care. I was going two, three times a day. We'd pick up girls all the time. But when there's an emotional connection, you have to decide if it's something that you... You know, how do you navigate through that? You know, I'm a part of a lot of like Facebook groups and stuff like that. It is a tough one. Um, and for even for me, I mean, people look at my, they come to my parties, like if somebody comes with me as a date and they go, wow, so you've had sex with everybody here? And I go, oh yeah, all 18,000 of them. No, I haven't had sex with any of my, these are all like, these are my, they're, they're my friends, but they're my customers. They're buying ticket customers. What happens if I don't have sex with them at the next event? Then they, what, oh, they're butt hurt and then they don't come. So they, it's that misjudgment, you know? Yeah, that's a slippery slope. Although, Technically, it's kind of incestuous because if you slept with one, you've technically slept with everyone else. But at the same token, <laughs> you haven't literally slept with them all. Right. But I get the insecurity that a lot of males get. Right. Like, oh, yeah, she was with them. And, you know, that is one another thing that I try to, like, dispel because a lot of males, they're, um, they, they say the whole thing of, like, oh, well, if your body count is more than 10 or 5 or 7, that's too much and you're too many. And I'm like, why does that matter? Who cares? Because, I mean, she could have done the dirtiest shit with one guy. She could have ended up with a, a, under a dom. And done all she could have fucked the dog and not counted him because you know, oh, a because he's a dog. A therapist yeah. told me so, so. A therapist told me this is interesting. Um, he said men, men, if men tell you, oh, in my lifetime, you know, like I've probably slept with thirty women. Okay, that's actually triple. I mean, they, 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 they've actually slept with ninety. Okay, whereas a woman, if she's actually slept with ninety, she'll tell you thirty. Okay, because she doesn't want to sound like a slut. So, um, and then for me, like when people want are interested in the lifestyle they say this is so cool so like we just come and then like you we just fuck and i go oh, yeah you know i ring a bell at 11 o'clock at night and i go penis is out vagina's open like, you know because there's so many different variations and aspects of being in the lifestyle i mean the bdsm is a it's a variation of the alternative lifestyle polyamory is an, a variation you know you have to decide where you fit i don't fit in bdsm i do not i have people that come to my parties and then they'll like bring their canes or their whips or their floggers and if they flog me while i'm writing something on the paper i turn around and go crazy yeah, normally you'd have to have permission to do any flog, at least, you know, in, in a traditional yes, uh, BDSM Jamie, party. I'm going to tell Jamie, listening, you can't just freaking hit me. <laughs> no, yeah. It's usually like Doc. there's protocols, permissions. There's all kinds of things that yeah. go behind that. And fortunately, I learned, I guess, an old school way, even though now I guess it'd probably be better to know the terminology of the things that go on. But, um, you know, it, it's crazy to me that people make automatic assumptions, especially with kink, just because I'm a kinkster, just because you're in the lifestyle, right. doesn't mean you're down to fuck all the time, anytime with anyone. Right. It just right. means that you have 
interests and, outside of normal. And it's you know you could be um, just want to be your husband might just want to watch you with another woman. Your boyfriend might want to be a cuck, you know not, not maybe a cuckold or a hot wife you out. Okay, uh, there's so many different variations and aspects. And same with same with BDSM. I mean, when I say I'm not into BDSM, okay, I like uh, the electric wand. I like the wax play. Okay, to an extent though, you know. Um, so you have to you have to figure out what you like. Yeah. So it sounds like you're not a deep masochist. You're into light masochism, which is fine. I'm into very light masochism. <laughs> Getting so, pain. No, no, wait, wait. Sadist? No, receiving. Receiving sadist. No, yeah, masochism. Sadist is the one that's the, the beater. Yes, the beater. You guys, you hear that beater, beater. I actually uh, met a guy on Fat Life. Um, this is years ago, right out of my divorce. Um, making out. We met like, you know, at a, at a cafe, making out hot as hell. Go to his house. Go to have, we're still friends today. Go to have sex. And he's like, who's your master? And he, who's your daddy? And then he hit me. And I turn around and I go, okay, yeah, this isn't going to work. We're not, we're not going to work. And, but I mean, now we are 12 years later. We're still friends. He shows up at my party. He's got his sub, right? And his sister, the sister sub. And she's not allowed to talk unless she's spoken to him. Like I went to like say hi to her and she looked for permission. And I go, oh, fuck that. You can say hi to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I mean, sometimes there's exclu- exceptions for stuff like that, especially if there's you're the friend of the dom, then whether you know the protocol or not, whatever, you know, there's things you can let slide or you can use that as an excuse. Okay. Now your sub or my sub would be getting yeah. you know, more pain. So, later. You know, but you figure out, you figure out what you like, what you don't like. Mm-hmm. We actually had, there's a, there's a club down in San Diego and we partnered together, brought trying to get the BDSM community and swinger community together, pool party outside during the day inside with seminars and, um, drowning, you know, like where they were drowning a girl and they did the threading of the uh, corsets in the back. It was very interesting. The swingers stayed outside. The BDSM performed, you know, they stayed inside and um, <laughs> there was not, no real crossover. They just wouldn't cross over. Yeah, that's that's a difficult line to cross. Although I'm, I'm fortunate or I'm glad that they're, they were hosting those uh, Fed events at the swingers clubs because over time, I don't think I would have wanted to be in the lifestyle if it was just a lifestyle not exposed to BDSM. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so having that exposure made me broaden my mind a little bit more or my yeah. perceptions about things. Yeah. So. And then I think, you know, um, with, well, you were brought up very different, but you know, most people are brought up that you're going to have a monogamous relationship. You're going to get married, college degree, right? White picket fence, two kids. Um, and sex is frowned upon and don't, and that's dirty and masturbation is dirty. And so like when I'm, I'm studying right now for my master's and, um, it's, it's very interesting, um, that the, all these different uh, alternative ways of thinking, fetishes, kinks, right? Now I'm really understanding the back end behind them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, you know? And you, but you have to figure out what is your kink. And everybody that contacts me on a webcam show says, well, I, I mean, don't think I'm weird. And I'm like, I used to say, well, I used to say, I used to say, no, 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 I've heard it all. But no, you can't say that anymore, okay? But um, 90, 99% of the role player and fetishes, I'm like, oh, honey, that's everybody. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you're normal. <laughs> It's yeah. the vanillas that aren't, you know, yeah. or they just don't want to admit it, mm-hmm. but they got the kinks. And, and uh, that's the funny thing is because there, there's so many people that are repressed and hide what they want and live a sad existence because they're just trying to live what other people expect them to do. That's, I mean, and, you know, that's, that's what I'm all about. My podcast, my book, my blog, my everything is about, you know, um, living your life to satisfy somebody else. It's your life. Um, I think you said you listened to my reflections. So you heard about the, uh, the uh, gentleman that was a Jehovah's Witness that came to my seminar, you know, and, and he's got, it's just really sad. I mean, he's got, what are his options? Option one, you tell your parents, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in the things that you believe in. I'm still your son. I'm still a good kid. Option two, 
you say, okay, I do believe in your things and you hide your lifestyle and you don't get to enjoy what you want until they pass away. And then you say, okay, now I'm 60. Now what? Right. It's a toughie, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, everybody, everybody's got, um, kinks and stuff. But I mean, it is, it's like, um, when I, you know, uh, I mean, you, if you, you've listened to my podcast, my book, but my parents, my father didn't accept this. He's like, I cannot believe this is your choice of all the things you could have done. And I say, okay, well, okay. Yeah. Nobody says, you know, Oh, I want my daughter to grow up and be a porn star and run a swingers club. But ultimately look where I am now. It brought me, you know, around the circle. Um, and it's interesting cause I don't know if I would say that I'm a swinger in that I don't go up to, I don't go to an event in search of swapping with another couple. But it's an open-minded community with no judgment. That's what I like about it. That and that's great that you be able to find that in your life and be able to live it in experience and to be able to own a club or be in the position to where you're essentially like a kid in a candy store. You get to have your cake and eat it too. And that would be the dream for me as well. You could, you could, but you see, remember, you don't. I don't play with. Uh, so I don't play at my parties. However, there was one time. There was this one time at band camp. Uh, there was this time that um, these were outside dates. And the short version is that I literally looked at my bartender and I looked at my staff my, and I said, you guys own Hanky Panky. I'll tell you guys all about it later. Like what you need to do. And I dropped to my knees with these guys because it never happened to me before. You know, but that's never I, Normally I don't play. I'm so boring. I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but if you enjoy it, I mean, it's something that you enjoy. It's not like you're doing it because you're just there for the money. Love it. Yeah. Love my... The, 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 there's so much stress that comes along with running a club. It's a freaking nightmare. Um, I love the community. I love the theme nights. I love the people. Um, and then I realized the coaching. I love coaching people because I'll sit at a party and I can point out and say... They're going to be divorced. They're going to be divorced, and they're going to have a fight tonight. You know, and I'm always, I'm always right. I'm always right, you guys. And so, um, that's why. That's another reason you have to be. You're a hostess. You can't be drinking and you know out of control. You have to be able to handle all sorts of shit. We've had strokes. We've had all sorts of wonderful stuff. Oh, that'll be fun. I, I can imagine just having the EMTs there and explaining what's going on. We had a girl jump out of her husband's three o'clock in the afternoon. After this was the BDSM party, so pool party. They got in a fight. She jumped out of the husband's moving vehicle three in the afternoon, naked, ran through the golf course next door and um, through the tennis courts where she fell and where you hang your you hang your rackets. Yeah, that thing, that metal, that wire, that uh, what do you call it? Iron. Yeah, through her arm. Yeah, and I got a uh, DJ said, uh, "Please come to Miss Hanky Panky. Please come to the uh, main office where I walk in. She's wrapped in another thingy, and I have to now look at it and." Tell her she's not going to die. And now all the gorgeous EMTs, and they have to explain why I've got this naked girl with this thing in her arm. I said, don't ask questions. Just take her to the hospital. <laughs> she can explain it once she gets there if mm-hmm. she wants to. Yep. Oh, wow. That, that, I could imagine. You could, you could probably write a book just on that things is my, that have happened. And that's my next one. So my first book, it is. So my first book is all about, like, how do you go from Olympic figure skating hopeful to everything that I've done? And then when I was publishing my first book, my pub, I kept saying to my publisher, oh, wait, I got to add this. And she said, stop it. You're never going to be done with your story, so you're going to have a series. So your next one's going to be all about things you've seen in the lifestyle. Your next one's going to be everything that you ever experienced in the pot in the porn industry, and then the brothel. Hmm. I'm. I, I probably need to stay in touch with you and speak with your publisher because I have a couple of books that I want to like put out there. There you go. And there you, you go. know, just just essentially my life story, maybe make it a little fictitious, just kind of like change some ideas. Who knows? Do you know um, how many people I meet? I met a man last night. Everybody, when they say they say, I, I, you know, I want to I want to write a book. 
I encourage this. I tell everybody, every single one of us have a story. And always people say, oh, my life's boring. Guess what? No, it's not. Every one of us can learn from somebody else's story. And I am not a good writer. And I know that my book has editing issues, you know, um, spelling issues and grammar issues, even though Kathy, it went to editors, you know. But but my book was my first, like, fresh, like my my, my refreshing of, ha, I'm out. Everybody now knows what I do. No more secrets, no more lies, no more forgetting who I told where and what and when and why. God, I'm, I'm an awful liar. I'm an awful liar. My my mom would be like, "Why are you in Vegas?" And I'm like, "Because I'm visiting Serenity." And my dad's like, "Why are you in Vegas?" And I'm like, "There's a, and there's a, there's a, there's a, there's an audition." And he's like, "Your mom said you're visiting Serenity." And I'm like, "Yeah, for an audition." I couldn't fucking remember shit. Yeah, so, I I learned about a decade ago that it's easier just to tell the truth. One, just tell the truth because I'm getting older and I can't remember the lies. And two, you know, who the fuck cares what they're going to say about you? Just say what you're doing yep. or and none of your business. Thing. Either He's, way. And so it's like that guy that came to the Chovo's witness that came to the Exotica, you know, and his mother said, found out that she was there. He was there. And so uh, she said, don't come home. I'm like, oh my God, you're at a, you're in a, you're in, you're in, you're in a, what do you call this? A big, huge warehouse. You're not doing anything wrong. You know, um, or um, what's the other ones? Oh, when people walk into my swingers parties and then they go, oh my God, that's my coworker, my coworker. And I go, okay, go say hi. They're here too for the same reason. You know? Yeah, that, that was funny going to the the King Club or when it was a BDSM, running into people that I knew outside uh-huh. and just acknowledging them but not saying anything about it. Like, oh hey, how's work? You know, you're not there to talk about work. You're not there to talk about other yeah. things. You're there to, to have fun and just don't make it awkward. Like yeah. don't make my a big favorite, deal out of it. My favorite story ever was I was I was running my club already. I walked up to another club owner at somebody else's party and I just said, Hey, I just want to say hi. And he was talking to a couple and I go, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be rude. This is who I am. I introduced myself. They lifted up their masks of the masquerade wall and they go, well, hello. It's my dad's best friend and his wife. And they go, now we can go to hanky panky because now, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck? And it turns out I'd only been running my business for about four or five months at that time. So I went over to the bar and I was like, oh my God, I need a shot. Everybody at the bar was like, she finally knows. She finally knows. And I'm like, how do you guys know? So they, everybody was told like, don't, you have to keep a secret. They ran the biggest club in California for a while. So wow. you see, you never know, but so what? So what? Who cares? He's like, I used to change your diapers. I'm like, yeah, and you did. That's great. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Oh wow, that that I don't think I could. I, I'd be a whole ready other to, role play. Yeah, I would not be ready for to hear that from someone like I helped change your diapers, mm-hmm. and now we're I'm seeing you in the king scene, whatever, blah blah blah. I just think that um you know society needs to stop with putting this shame still on adult industry and masturbation and sex positivity and everything because even though there's so much more now that you can go to for support groups right and help and advice and guidance. We're still shamed on, you know, mm-hmm. it's still if you're still if you, if you realize that you're like the Jehovah's Witness guy, he said that he thinks he's attracted to men and he still can't come clean his family with that or somebody that, um, you know, steals their mom's panties. I've got a rabbi that steals panties out of his mom's laundry basket on Friday night Shabbat, which I told him to stop because we know what panties we put in there. Yeah. Don't do that, you guys. The woman, we know which panties we take off. And if they're not there when we do laundry, we want to know where they're. It's like the, sock, the missing sock. Yeah. Well, I mean, the missing sock, you just assume it's the dryer. But missing panties, of course, I don't, I'm, I, I go commando most of the time. So, um, I know. I'm not, well, now I like, because I have two kids. So, but I don't think that, I know. But my, my, I don't, who knows? My kids know they can talk to me about anything, you know? But uh, I don't think they're stealing my panties. Who knows? Hopefully not. Who knows? Because when I read, when I'm studying the sexology stuff, they talk about like how you know your kids spy on you for masturbating. I don't think mine do. 
Mine won't even help me with Snapchat. They're like, Mom, no, that's disgusting. I'm not even helping you. <laughs> Um, so let's backtrack real quick. Uh, how, what, what would you say are like the top three or five or 10 things someone that's interested in getting mm-hmm. a lifestyle, what are something that they should learn or know about beforehand or what oh, they should Google? There you go. So first thing you want to do when you're going to get in a lifestyle is if you're interested in um, experiencing it, whether you are a couple or single. Okay. You need to read blogs. Okay. I've got a bunch of blogs on my website. You can link those out to them later. Tanky Panky Podcast and CorallineJewel.com. Okay. Um, but then I always tell people, don't throw yourself in and go to a, you know, week takeover in Desire, which is the clothing optional resort where it's theme nights and people are fucking everywhere. Okay. Go slow. Go to a meet and greet in a vanilla bar. So where you can learn because you might not know, you might be intrigued in the lifestyle, but maybe you don't know. Do you want to watch your girlfriend with another woman? Do you want to watch her with another man? Do you just want to have sex with your girlfriend on the same bed as another couple, but you guys don't touch each other, you know? Um, and then there's things you need to be aware of. Emotions, hall passes, taking one for the team, separate room sex. Um, these are things that I don't recommend because I think that ultimately when somebody's giving somebody a hall pass, that gives you the chance to go and have an emotional connection. Everybody goes, no, I'm not going to fall in love. You, you know, you do. You do. Yeah. It, with, um, so with my wife, we had ethical non-monogamy or hall passes. Okay. And with that, we, you know, it was whenever she went out of town or I went out of town. And normally the, the rule was, hey, no emotional connection. You know, you can do whatever you want. Just okay. don't. And sure, you can't but just But did you tell each other? Oh, no, no. Yeah. We had, we had communication. We had and a And did you tell each other like, okay. Um, so in other words, okay, so here's where I'm going. So a lot of people say, I want to, I want pictures. I want to hear this story. Like that turns them on. Okay. Um, I say- if you're going to be in the lifestyle, be in the lifestyle with your partner next to you on the same bed so you guys can hold each other and touch each other. You know, when I, I told you about, I was telling him like my boyfriend, the one that said we never started, you know, the first thing that woman said to us is, uh, you guys there, us here. And I, all I could think was like, what, what? I can't, we, we can't be together, you know? And, um, and then he should have stopped me. He, as soon as she told, as soon as it was a fake, cause he didn't even touch her. She pretended he should have tapped me on the shoulder and said, honey, we need to go now. And don't ask questions in front of the other couple at that moment. Just say, okay, I'm sorry, we have to go, something's up, and that's it. Yeah. Communicate. The, yeah, that, that's important. With with my wife and I, um, I was okay with hearing the stories, whether she wanted to tell me or not. Okay. Um, and I wouldn't ask. I'd be like, oh, so how'd it go? Did you do anything? She goes, yeah. And I was like, so that was kind of our, we had a rule that was like, okay, when we come back or meet each other from whoever went on vacation, whoever went out of town for work or whatever, have the reason, um, the conversation would be, okay, do you want to know? Yes. Okay. Or minimal. And so she always wanted to know more details. And with me, I'd be like, okay, how'd it go? Was it fun? I just want to know like surface levels. Like, was it fun? Was it this? Was it that? And her, my wife was, she was fucking sadistic. Like she liked to grab girls by the hair. Like when, whenever we had our threesomes. Okay. She liked to grab the girls by the hair and make them gag on me. And just like, you know, yeah, take it, you blah, blah, blah. And yeah, like, I'm an awful, you- I'm an awful porn star. Won't do that. <laughs> do not come swap. But you see, but I take anal and I do, I do DP and I'll squirt. So, you know, I got, I got pluses and minuses. But. <laughs> but, you know, so my wife, you know, she liked more details, wanted more stuff. Okay. And with, um, then we were, we made it okay. Like, okay. It's, it's harder to like in a weekend to go out, at least for a guy. Okay. To go out and find someone and have a fling and let them know, Hey, I'm married, but my wife is okay with this. Cause that, that's, that's a hard conversation to have. When are they going to be And there's, there's a, there's a couple, um, who used to work for me. So I always tell people, I said, when you guys listen to my podcast or read my book, you're going to know that I'm talking about you, but I'll never say their names. But they worked for me and um, they would do uh, plenty of fish, regular dating site. Friday nights, it was date night. And I always said, 
do you tell these people that you're that you're married? Oh no 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 no! I said that's awful. You're doing that's a misleading thing. And then they come home and they tell each other all about it. And I said, you guys are going to end. One of you guys is going to fall in love with one of these dates. Sure enough, bingo! I'm right, and she's now with the other one, and she's miserable, by the way. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine. So that was that was something we had to navigate together, and eventually we said, okay, we're going to once we go on the date, once we meet up with them, whatever. Like we can tell them whatever to get them to meet with up with us. But, but then you we can have, tell them the truth when you got there before we have sex. Before, so it was like, okay, when to say it? So we couldn't make a definitive answer, like, okay, this is the right time to tell them, but you have to tell them before we have and sex. And that's, that's something that adult performers have to do, okay? So we have the situation of you date somebody either in the industry or if I date somebody vanilla, do I tell him before? And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to date a porn star. Or do I wait? But then he needs to know because maybe he's not okay with that, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, it's like that whole thing. Even before I was in the adult industry, I used to, like, look at a date and be like, at some point I have to tell this man that I sell underwear on my webcam, right? You know? Yeah. How do you, how do you not? Um, but, like, I brought a vanilla into the lifestyle for three years we dated. And that was the one that the, the girl pretended to come. And um, I always said to him, I said, just... Just do me one favor. If we don't work out, we don't work out. Don't date and be with my friends or my community members. Because, you know, that's what my husband did to me. You know, he fell in love with another one that was in my community. Well, no. I mean, that was uh, we were playing with in the beginning because we did separate room. Yeah. Um, and then I come to find out this boyfriend was with three of them. Mm. See? So it's the communication is key. Yeah. And that's the most important part. And then, of course, you know, when we would have threesomes on our own, it used to be just a random female that we picked up at okay. a bar. Um, always a female, never, yeah, ne- she never, never males. wanted, she never wanted, male. well, she wanted males, but I, this, like I said, I wasn't ready to have, I still had an emotional connection, so I wasn't ready to see the swap happen. I'm okay. okay. I was okay with out of mind, out of sight. You can have, and your remember how passive. you say when fantasy reads reality. So like, yeah. I wanted that not in porn. I wanted that for like, so my gay best friend was there mm-hmm. and two guys and it was just not working. And I remember my gay best friend, he goes, honey, are you having fun? And I go, no. And he goes, off my girlfriend, off her, off her, get off her, get off of her. You know, because the guy was telling me, you know, you like that cock in your mouth. You like that. And, but I couldn't, but there was a cock in my mouth. So I'm like, I can't talk to you because I got one of my, you know, this, this is not fun. Let me out. <laughs> yeah. So, but will I do it again? You see what I'm saying? So did it, it was it fun? No. Will I try it again? Yeah. And did I? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, like I said, you whenever you do something, just because you had one bad experience in one aspect of something that you did doesn't mean that the whole experience is bad. It just means yeah. that one aspect was wrong. Now, so you uh, work on it. the guy that whips me when he walked to my parties in 2012, Jamie, was trying to help me learn how to deep throat. So he would stick toothbrushes down my throat. Uh, you guys, it's 2022 almost. And yeah, still can't do that. Jamie didn't work. You'd be fun because I love hearing the gagging sound, but, you know, it, it, it happens uh, anyway. What is it with that? You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's a controller dominance thing. Okay, of like so being able like, to, yeah. like, okay, yeah, you can't take it because I'm so thick. I'm so this. I have you know, a, yeah. I have a, a webcam client and, you know, he wants me to gag and spit on my tits. And I tell him, I say, oh, honey, I don't know if I can do a show for you. Like, it's a lot of work. I got to spit on my tits, hang upside down, put the pillow under my ass, put a dildo here, spread this. And then you tell me to cover myself in loop. And then you tell me to go switch the light. So lights off? Like, then no, how he'll say you know? like, oh, sweetheart, can you, can you do me a favor? Could you turn off the light above your head as I'm upside down, ass on the pillow, covered in spit, gotcha. gagging, you know? So, anyways, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a really good porn star. I'm a good porn star in other well, ways. Well, I mean, you're, you are petite too. You're five feet tall. Like you were wearing heels. I didn't, I, I realized you were wearing heels and you were still 
shorter than the average woman. Like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm a little thing. My so, best friend, she's 5'11". With her heels, she's 6'3". Oh, Just nice. imagine the two of us walking through Vegas together. So guys will talk to her, and they're, like, shorter to her. And she goes, oh, no, honey, you can speak with my hair. You can speak with her. And then, like, the tall guys, she's like, excuse me, you need to leave those for us. And I'm like, no, 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 each their own. <laughs> each their own, wifey. You know what? I, I do like, well, I mean, it's, it's random. So my tastes vary from year to year. And I rarely watch or do porn just because my addiction, not, not that sex addiction or intercourse addiction has anything to do with, with porn in terms of me being on porn all the time. It's just like, well, why, I mean, but it does. You know you what know? I mean, it, I mean it, it crosses, but my idea is why would I watch it if I can go do it? Yeah. However, there's times, you know what? I haven't been with Ablation in like seven years. Okay, da, 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 da. let me search up for ablation. And you know, I whatever. don't, um, and I, I, I've, I've never watched a porn. Like, I just don't. Um, and now that I'm in the industry, and then I do turn one on, I'm like, oh, crap, I know them. Like, I can't watch it, you know? Um, but, and also, we, we're on set, so we know, you know, okay, they stop the camera, eat the pizza, take a break, whatever, whatever. But everybody's got their own way of getting turned on, right? So, um, but a lot of this whole, the stigmatism that we're going through right now is they're saying that porn, it, it's just, it's just such a, it's such a fucking nightmare. It's bad for you. and Don't watch it. And, you know, teenagers are thinking that that's how it's supposed to be. Right. That, that's a conversation. So let's, let's talk about that. What is a porn set or porn uh, video like? Because so, it's, it's not start to finish seven hours. No, of sex. No. So let, let's explain that because that's something that I, I also wanted to address because kids assume, oh yeah, they're having sex for like 45 minutes well, and they're doing so, this. So here's the positive about where, where the adult industry is now. You know, eight years ago, let's say, okay, or and, and more, you know, um, was a production assistant, a director. You had a boom mic. You had people on set, right? And um, you would get in position. You would do what's called the pretty girls and the pictures. And then you would do the pictures in the position so you knew what you were doing. And then halfway through, you might stop. And then maybe the director says he's got enough content. And so the guy's not ready to come yet. And so now you, he just sits there and masturbates while the girl checks her phone and the director eats pizza. And then the guy says, okay, I'm ready. And then he comes over and pops, okay? Um, but now... People, if you have a cell phone at home and a Pornhub account, you're a porn star, okay? And I think that there's a, there's, a, there's a positive to that because the positive is you're showing amateur and you're showing that it's not all Barbie and Ken, right? And that's what we want people to know, okay? And, but, there's, but there's still this like, oh, porn, bad, you know? And I think that the more that our society makes nudity and, and kink and fetish and all this stuff bad, the more that these children and these performers are committing suicide and, and feeling like they're, they're bad people and taking their lives. We've lost so many adult performers this year. It's awful. It's awful because they're just, they're just no, no, you know, they just feel like, okay, I'm worthless. I'm worthless. And, I'm, you know, they're taking away their monetization everywhere. And um, to me, it's like, knock it off. Same with the prostitution. I don't know why prostitution isn't legal. Everybody is doing it, you know. Um, make it legal. Make it safe. Make it like Nevada. Yeah, yeah, that's what, what bugs me, or not bugs me, sorry, um, confuses me because there's, there's on the one side, there's legislation that, you know, this is wrong, this is evil, this is whatever. But then you'll see politicians or elected officials mm -hmm. that end up getting caught in some kind of fiasco because they're yeah. hiding what, they're, what they want yeah, to do. Yeah, and that's the other thing is like, um, so as in, you know, for me being in a webcam performer or working at the brothel, um, 90% are, you know, married, they're either married guys. And so they have to wait for their wife to go to bed or they come into the brothel. And normally from my experience at the brothel, cause everybody says, Oh, so you just fucked. No, no, it was more that men wanted to talk about things that their wives wouldn't listen to. And even in webcamming, like I'll say to them, go wake her up, go bring her in here to meet me. You should communicate with your partner and you guys should experience <clears throat> sexually things together. 
and maybe you're not into her kink or she's not into your kink, right? Like the one that, this, I, can't even, I can't even say it on your thingy, but the one that Dr. Lee Phillips knew and Dr. Murray was like, what the hell, you know? Um, but talk about it at least. Talk about it and then figure out, okay, well, that's not something that I want to do, but maybe we can do it this way or that way, you know? Um, but, oh, this damn stigmatism. I'm so angry. Yeah, it, it is. It's frustrating because, you know, being lumped into a group because there, there's a lot of assumptions. I mean, I, I understand human nature. People are going to assume things just by judging a book by a cover. You can tell everybody all day, don't judge a book by its cover, but they're still going to do that. Of course. Like they always automatically, automatically assumed as being a bad boy or criminal just by yep. my looks, tattoos, you know, the piercings and all. I wonder how people, I wonder, how do you guys visualize me? It's an interesting one. You know, this is interesting because we're not on camera, okay? So I've been webcamming for this customer for 10 years. He won't turn his camera on, okay? That's the one that makes me turn upside down. And I always say to him, get a camera because for me, it's more, the hot, the, if you want to talk dirty to me, the hotter, if I can see you. So the other day I said to him, I said, what do you look like? And he goes, wait, what do you think I look like? And I'm like, and so I told him. And he's like, you're off by 10 years. Because I, I told him, I said, I think that you are, a, you're a general contractor. I think you're about 40 years old. I, no, I said 30. I said, I think you're very clean cut. Okay. And I said, I think you're shorter. And he's like, totally wrong. Shaved head, 40, bad boy. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I also <laughs> thought, I said, I, I said, I think you're a white guy. He's like, you're wrong. So you see what I'm saying? And that's yeah. why, you know, I work for a company. I, I'm, I work for Dr. Susie's Institute and I'm a chat agent. Oh, shit. And by the way, I did not know that people still call chat phone calls versus webcamming. And I didn't understand why. But now I do. Yeah, because they're in the habit. Because what? They're in the habit. They're used to that. They don't well, want to change. Or if, if, they, if they go webcamming, okay, and they've got a fantasy or a fetish, that girl might not be the exact what they're visualizing in their head. You got oh, it? So yeah. when they call me, okay, sometimes when they know who I am, it actually hurts me. Okay. Cause then they're like, Oh, are you, are you a porn star? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what's your name? And I'm like, well, then you're going to go Google me. And then I might not be what you're looking for. You know, yeah. that's why they strategy. It's interesting. Huh. I, I didn't these, think about that aspect. All these fetishes, all these kinks, you know, everybody thinks they're crazy. Everybody thinks, you know, am I weird because I want to get whipped? Am I weird because I want to be a, be a submissive to my daddy, you know, or am I, am, if I want to do daddy, don't, you know, daddy role play, am I, am I, um, a pedophile? Okay. No, you know, but, um, but that's what they think. Right. And so, you have, I think the more that we just put the education out there and let people know that you're not weird. There's some stuff that's a little out there, okay? Like the guy. Oh, my God. Mm. Okay, I have to say it. Can I say it? I got to yeah, tell go you. Okay, I don't even know what it's called, you guys. I can't remember. But this man was not able to get hard for his wife, okay? And he felt awful about it because he couldn't satisfy her. So he, so he would shit and he would defecate in a bag, put it in the freezer and shape it into a penis and then... Um, put it inside of her that way he felt like he was a part of her and he was pleasing her that's what he wanted to do she didn't want that okay and so they went to the doctor to talk about that and that's called i think it's called a oh my god i told dr lee phillips was like oh that's a wyoming i was like oh my god i don't even know you guys oh my goodness i need to talk to him so at first we all go oh my god disgusting he wants to crap in a bag right but you know what no he just doesn't he's like okay well i want to satisfy you but not with a dildo i want to be able to satisfy you with something that's part of me okay so Everything and, you have to analyze and kind yeah, of look there, there's at an it. extrapolation. So on the surface, that sounds gross. Like if, if you told a random person, that's like, oh my god, why, why would you even think that? Yeah. But that's his logic, his processing, because that's exactly. stuff that he's gone through his life, exactly. things that he doesn't understand, but he knows. You know what? I need to figure out a way, and that's the only thing he came up with. Yeah. That so, doesn't mean it's wrong. That just means that that's how he processes. That's how and he that's thinks. why they go to a therapist to say, how do we do? This? And that's like when people come to me for a webcam show or whatever it is, I don't judge them. I really don't. And as I get to know them, then I start to ask questions. You know, like, where did this come from? When did you start doing it? Do you think my children are spying me on Friday night Shabbat dinner? You know, are they, are they taking my underwear? You know what I mean? Because, yeah, that's how you learn. 
You know. Okay, real quick, question. do you need to pee? Because you've been doing the pee-pee dance for a little while. Oh, no, I'm wiggly all the time. Oh, okay, all right. Just I, I didn't know, so I just thought you, you were know, my, a... my, my dad watched my live, my, my live interview with Amazon after I had worked all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday, parties, no sleep, okay? The first thing I said is, okay, you guys, just so you know, I'm on, I'm on no sleep and I think I'm hallucinating, but we're here, okay? My dad goes, you looked high. You didn't stop moving. I'm like, oh, God. Like, because you, you know when your adrenaline's going? And we had, we had set up in the lobby and then we were told we had to move. We had four seconds to move before we went live. Stressful. So yes, I move a lot. And somebody else watched my podcast interview and they wrote on the comments, they said, we were so excited to see this interview with you and Eric Edwards, but you can't sit still, Coraline. And I go, you're right. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I noticed that in your, your podcast as well. You're like, you're, you're dancing, you're in fidgety, but. Fuck, how I do just, I sit still, you guys? I, I had no idea. Like I just. Something I'm used to, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I can't sit still. I can't stop touching my hair. And I, but look, I, and I do. Do I talk with my hands? Not a lot. Not a lot. No. People they do that. It's funny. Yeah, I do <laughs> that. I think. Well, at least when I'm when I'm on camera. But like you're just sitting, I'm just like, okay, I'm just. Having a conversation. I just interviewed um a, a she runs she runs she's a CEO CEO of a platform called Please Me. Okay, and she's got her background. It's a um like a like a spaceship. like space. Okay, but I go. Heather, every time you move your hand, like, what is that? I said, she's like, oh yeah, I can't move my hands because she's got the green screen. It'll yeah. disappear. Yeah. It makes it look weird. Yeah. It's funny. Um, shit. So, okay. We're giving you guys advice on a lot of stuff. Okay. Number one. Yes. We were saying, um, uh, there's so much, you know, go to websites, go read blogs. Okay. Um, listen to podcasts. Okay. Number two, um, go slow. And then, um, my website gives everybody, you guys can get free trials, free 30-day trials, full trials to these websites where now you can go and browse around. There's different groups. They're swinging with a single male, okay? So, like, there's a site called Cassidy.com, and then the you can use my code, Hanky Panky, to get on there. Um, swinging with a single male. So that means if you don't want to swing with a single male, then don't join the damn group, right? Fair enough? That that makes total sense. God, but some people, people will that, still be judgy about oh, that. People are so judgy on the single male. Listen, there's douchebags in everything, okay? There's females that are awful, Right? You got your, 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 by the way, the unicorns are sometimes more crazy. Okay? Oh my God. They are. They're drama cases. That, you know what? That's a podcast episode in and of itself. Oh, it is. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, you know, so there's all these different um, lifestyle websites that you can join. And when you join, you join the groups and then you learn what you like. Are you, do you like the cuckolding group? You know, do you like this group? Do you like that group? And then there's Fet Life too, which is a whole nother world, you know? Fet yeah. Life's just full of everything. It, it's, I don't like it anymore. I liked it back uh, 15-ish years ago, but now it's like Facebook with the political post. It's like Facebook with pornography or nudity, you know, with the, the whole know. political crap. Um, do you know? know who Casey, do you watch porn? You said a little bit. Do you know who Casey Storm is? His name sounds familiar. So I, Casey, I probably recognize by seeing so her. So anybody who's listening, and you know this, us girls get, any girl in general, okay, still gets random dick pictures and stuff, okay? Now in the porn industry, we get real interesting stuff on Instagram and Twitter. Well, I have a gentleman who does my social media from Bangladesh. And so sometimes he'll write me and he goes, how do you want me to handle this? And I'm like, oh, Jesus, you know? So Casey wrote on her Facebook, listen, I cannot believe I have to say this, but don't send this stuff to me here, okay? And so I said to Casey, I said, let's, let's, let's start screenshotting everything and we're going to put it in a book. And so I sent the opening one of a guy from Instagram. The stuff that, you guys, we don't want to see your dick. Well, some girls do, but not right away. Yes, I would, I would recommend wait for them to ask. And even then, I don't give it out, even if they ask. Unless I've already been with them, then okay. It's yeah, interesting you. because um, I don't want to see it, okay? But my, um, my, uh, my, book, my publisher, like when she divorced, she's, she's like, no, I want to. Like that's what I'm looking for. And I'm like, no, no, not me. But 
my joke is like, hold on, let me just try to stick the camera inside of my ovaries. I'm going to get as close to the surface as possible and then take the camera picture. But anyways, that's a whole nother show. Um, and, and you know, yeah, I, I have heard that there are females that love seeing them, you, so getting, getting them. Sorry. Yeah. And what I just, what, what boggles my mind is there's at least for me, from my perspective as a male, there's nothing, there's no way to make a dick, just, just a dick itself, attractive. to make it look attractive in a picture, not, not a soul. It's you- very difficult for a man. And, they, and people say that a lot, right? Women are, you know, women can make something look attractive in filters or whatever, you know? A dick's a dick, right? But I mean, it's not. It's not what it is. But I don't know. For me, leave it to my imagination. People say that all the time. Like, do you want to see my dick? And I'm like, no, thanks. I mean, unless you're paying me. You can pay me and I'll dick rate it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of that. Um, dick rating on uh, OnlyFans and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so the guys will pay monthly to see this girl, send a dick pic, and then have her comment on it. I'm just... So again, there's... So we, what's the science? We got to figure out the psychology behind it, right? So for some... For either... Either he knows he has a nice dick, okay? And that's a confident booth for us to say, listen, I give you a 9 out of 10. You know, you've got decent length, you've got decent girth, you have a nice curve, whatever it is, okay? Or... They're very small and they're told, you know, um, you'll never satisfy a woman like me. So how are you on oral or whatever it is? You know, again, every time I do a webcam show, there's some there's something that came from, you know, um, but like in the porn industry, they always say, you know, oh, they're drug addicts or, you, you know, you came from an abused home. And so that's what I'm trying to break is that um, misconception. But when the rabbi like I'm the first thing I was thinking is you are an Orthodox Jewish rabbi. Why are you stealing your mom's underwear on Friday night Shabbat? Do you steal your wife's underwear? No. Do you buy underwear? No. Do you masturbate in the underwear? Oh, I said, do, he said, um, wait, does he? No, he doesn't do that, but he wears it. Why do you wear it? Right? So you have to analyze it because the Jewish religion, it's, you're so, um, lovey with your mommy, you know? And so when you leave that household, you leave your mommy, right? Yeah. No one's going to love you as much as your mom. Hopefully your mom does love you. She's not, you know, a drug addict or whatever problem she might have in her life that she would love you as a normal human should. However, you know, that's the only time you're going to get that love. But also, like, um, you know, you look at that. I, I always I say, I say to men that want to do the mommy-son role play, I say, do you date women that remind you of your mom? Do you have a preference on just brunettes? Is your mom a brunette? Um, stuff like that. You know, do, are you attracted to what you grew up with? You know, you know, they, they always say when you're going to date a girl, look at her mom first, because that's how she's going to look. <laughs> My mommy's a hottie. I, I used to do that a lot. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're just for a few weeks or a year, oh, maybe God, two right? max, but I'm not, nope, you're not the girlfriend type for me. So in other words, what are we saying? We're saying, try what you want to try, be who you want to be, experience, try it. You might not like it. You might like it. I didn't think I was going to like electric, like the wand stuff. So, so let's backtrack one more time. How did you fall into porn? Because I mean, I understand lifestyle. You just kind of like kept falling up with the lifestyle so stuff. The porn, how did that track so the went, remember it went panties, webcamming, mm-hmm. custom videos, okay, being filmed, working, um, uh, getting into the lifestyle with my husband. And then ultimately we made tons of mistakes. We got divorced, but now I'm in it and I needed a job. So I was working at a club and then I'm modeling. Okay. And, um, I have a degree in directing. So I get on a site for sexy jobs for modeling jobs and I get hired as a director in the porn industry. So I'm driving up and down to LA and I'm on set and this bitch can't give a blowjob to save her life. I'm not very good at him either, but you'd have to look at the camera, you guys. And, um, the male talent looks at me and he says, you know, how much did you just write her a check for? And I'm like, you saw. And he's like, and how much are you getting paid? And I'm like, you're not $300 for the day. And that's when he said to me, you should be a performer. I was 35 years old when I got into the industry. Okay, so how much does a performer get paid and how much does a director get paid? So times have changed now, okay? okay. But basic industry rates, 
depending on who you are. Okay, but really, let's say starting out. Starting okay, out. Let's say, nobody. So let's say now three hundred to four hundred for a blowjob for girls. Okay, yeah. um, a boy girl seen eight hundred to a thousand. Okay, that's without condoms because you have to be tested, which is every two weeks now versus every thirty days. Okay, okay. and the COVID test too, and then. Um, and then the price goes up a little bit, you know, $200 if you're going to add anal or whatever and so on and so on. Um, but yeah, I was driving up to LA. That's three hours up. That's three hours back. I'm on set all day. 300 bucks. Girl shows up, hair and makeup, you know, we do her hair and makeup, whatever. And then she gets a $1,200 check and out the door she goes. So I was, and I was struggling financially. I was struggling because I got left with the house and all that kind of stuff. And um, my fitness company closed. And so everything, my book's amazing. Like, so just, it's not that it's amazing. It's just like people call me and they're like, I, what the, f-? I, like, why are you still going? Sometimes like, I, I, I say to myself, I'm surprised like I didn't just say throw in the towel. Wow. Um, and what about male talent? What did male talent get? And this is not cool. And I'm yeah, very, they get, a little, they make they get less. less. And I don't think that's fair. And it actually really upsets me. That's another thing I'm a big advocate for. In my opinion, this is my opinion, we can fake it, right? We can fake it, you guys. So... Why should the man who actually, le- he has to come. Like, he has to get hard when it's time to get hard, soft when it's time to get soft, break when the pizza, when, you know, the director wants to eat pizza, whatever it is. Um, I think it's, it should be equal. Um, however, if it's a POV scene, then it's different because um, the woman's face, she's, we're all over the internet, like our faces. If the man can still have a regular job as a, you know, uh, whatever you call it, you know. Yeah, uh, day job, whatever day job. it is, yeah. I'm trying to think of what Walter Wicked does, you know, but then they don't have, then they're not showing their faces, you know, so still not fair. Not fair. So, what are the rates though for like a starting out? Oh, guy? so um, so uh, ooh, you to take a take it, cut it in like half. So, blowjob maybe two hundred, um, sex maybe six hundred, six to eight hundred, and it depends who you are. I right. mean, Evan Stone, he ain't taking that, you know. Yeah, no, no, he's he's wait, he's like a bulky guy, right? Yes, okay. Evan Stone's a riot. But uh, somebody asked me the other day, they said, have you shot with Evan yet? I said, Evan and I have never shot together. Oh, you should shoot. So Evan, if you're listening, somebody wants to see us shoot together. I told, I told the person, I said, they won't work. We won't stop laughing. We won't stop laughing. Yeah, because you're tiny. You, that, that would be funny just to see it getting in, wherever oh, it goes I've, in. Um, I've, you should, I've done big, huge black guys. And my first scene in the industry, so when you get into the adult industry, you say what you will and won't do. The things I won't do, would be like crazy kink hanging me from the ceiling and beating me and I don't swallow cum, okay? And I don't do like, you know, facial, what do they call it? Facial fucking and stuff. Well, my agent ran Big Gulp Girls and the first scene was sucking his dick for Big Gulp Girls and swallowing. Well, shit, you can't really tell your agent no, right? Second scene, I just went straight in. Inter- interracial a- anal scene. I'm like, all right, well, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think that's enough. I mean, what else? Is there anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, meet Coral Jewel. Right. Anything yeah. else you want to chat about? I mean, mm-hmm. we could go on and on and on, but I would just say, right. you know, you guys, um, if you're interested in it, don't hide it. And it's not, there's nothing to be ashamed of. And go type in Swinger Lifestyle Community and you can put my link there. Go to Hanky Panky Lifestyle and go to my podcast and listen and learn and try. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. And communicate with your partners. And I say, fucking cheaters, stop cheating. God. I was very bad with that. However, Corlin, thank you so much for making time to meet up with me while you're on vacation and being on the show. Thanks for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. You know I love you. You're worthy of it. And until next time, besos.